Hello, I'm DJ Jazzy J, or Justin as some call me, and this is episode four of the Mental Wealth Podcast. Want to welcome all of you guys back to my podcast, and I just want to start first and just say thank you. I, I, I thank all of you every episode, but literally this this started as something I've been talking about doing for years and finally built up the courage to do. And I never expected the love and the support and the numbers that the podcast is doing. Um, recently, the, a clip from episode one where I speak about dealing with the trauma of being a black man in America and seeing what happened to George Floyd, um, how that affected my mental. And so many people reached out. They DM'd us. Again, follow us on Instagram at the mental underscore wealth podcast. Um, that self uh, love blossom. I think their self love blossom with over 400,000 followers. They shared that post, a clip from it, and that brought in even more traffic to the podcast and many people commenting and sharing their stories of how much they related to that. So thank you so much. I do not take it for granted. I, I didn't start the podcast thinking, I think I thought it would just be something for me to listen back to, for me to just put my trauma, my pain and my feelings um, into a particular episode. And and if someone related, then that was even great, but it was really for me. So the fact that many are responding um, is super, super cool. And just to share some statistics with all of you, currently right now, looking at my analytics, about 83% of you are in the United States where I am from. So thank you so much. But we have many friends from several other countries that I want to shout out right now. Uh, 3% of my audience is in the Philippines, 2% in the UK. 2% in Germany, 1% in Indonesia, another 1% in Italy, another 1% in New Zealand, Canada, uh, France, Singapore, Australia, India, Iran, Czech. So I lost how count of how many countries, but that seems like 10 plus. So 10 plus other countries um, are listening to the podcast. So shout out to all of you guys in those other countries listening. Um, while you know land and water may separate us, um, the awareness that we're putting um, on mental health, particularly in Mental Health Awareness Month of May. Um, we're all able to come together and be one family um, and root for each other to, to make it through these tough times. So thank you so much for listening from other countries. Also to my DSPs, my podcast is on about eight to 10 different streaming services, the most popular being Apple Podcasts. About 52% of you guys listen on Apple, uh, about 30% on Spotify, another 7% on Anchor, about 7% on Google Podcasts, and about 3% on Overcast. So um, thank you. I, per I will say as much as I'm an Apple fan, I do prefer Spotify in this instance because it does allow me to post the picture art. And if you know, if you've been listening to my episodes and how I kind of put things together, how I title the episode, um, the podcast art itself um, means something special to me. So if you ever get a chance to at least check it out on Spotify or at least go into Spotify, um, you'll get a chance to see how that picture relates back to the message of the pod. Whereas Apple, uh, while it's more convenient for a lot of our iPhone users, um, Apple does not give us that ability to um, add in that podcast art. It only shows you the logo of the podcast itself. So nevertheless, thank you to all my listeners, but that is the reason why I usually will share the Spotify uh, version of the episode first. So thank you guys for that. And finally, just to kind of break down the demographics of the age groups. I mean, 35% of you guys are from 18 to 22, another 23% between the age of 23 and 27, and 28% between 28 to 34. 
about 5% of you guys are between 35 and 44, a couple of percent, 45 to 59. So even our older ones are listening. And I skipped over zero to 17 is about 5%. So lots of different ages listening to the podcast, obviously, particularly the most popular between 18 uh, through 34. That's about 60% of my audience. But want to thank all of you guys, because that means that something you're hearing uh, is uh, making you relate to it, is, is, is bringing us together. So thank you. And then finally, when it comes to just gender, um, 56% of you guys are women. And 41% male. So more women than, than men listen to my podcast, which is awesome. I love women. Um, and women play a significant role in my life from my wife to uh, my mother to women who I don't have fleshly uh, blood sisters, but I have several women in my life who I call my sisters who are close to me as close as, as we can be. Um, blood, blood couldn't make us any closer. So I love um, the fact that women can relate to this podcast and um and and that you guys are supporting it so please continue to support and and show your love and any feedback that you guys have um how we can make the podcast better any topics that you may think we're going to talk more about that in our wrap up uh but just thank you guys so much for your support so to get to the pod um you know i've been talking for weeks now that i wanted to get a special guest on the pod who was going to be that first guest and um there was someone um, that really stuck out. And I thought that their story would have great significance when it comes to mental health. Typically, on the surface, you may not think this person deals with uh, mental health ailments um, because they may just put on a great smile every day. They may smile and you just think they're doing great. But little do you know what they may be dealing with and what their process might be every day to, to make themselves um, okay. You know, I, I posted something um, just the other day just the how I woke up feeling horrible, feeling super depressed, super low, not wanting to move. But as soon as my boss called, I had to flip that switch and make myself okay. There's so many of you guys listening right now who are struggling to get through every day, but you have to sometimes just find that something within you uh, to just find a way to be okay. And um, I do that all the time. I compartmentalize my issues in order to just do what I have to do. Um, and so sometimes, you know, you look at someone and you have no idea what demons they're dealing with or, um, you know, what their mental um, may be like that particular day. And, you know, you may not be able to see through the smile. So I thought this was an excellent opportunity for us to maybe learn uh, from this particular person's story. And whether you're male or female, I think there's something in her story um, that can reach each and every one of us. So again, thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. And I present to you the Mental Wealth Podcast, episode number four, A Glorious Love. Hey, I am DJ Jazzy J from the Mental Wealth Podcast, and I'm here with my first special guest of my podcast, uh, Glory. Glory Gaither, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I might add, that is glory with an eye. So put respect on the <laughs> eye. That means that you're very a very special person, right? Thank you. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> and so I wanted to kind of, you know, you were an interesting person that I've known for a few years um, through mutual friends. And um, I've always wanted to kind of get to know you better myself personally, but also mm -hmm. something that you posted recently on social media alarmed me and made me like, hey, I want to have a conversation with her. So right. I'm going to read this so the audience can know what I'm referencing, and then we'll kind of 
We'll talk about it, get it, get to know you better. So here's what you posted. You said, after having a child, I realized that in the eyes of society, mothers can't complain. Who told you to have kids? Cry. Why are you crying? Did you think it was easy? Getting tired of what? You do nothing. Sleep. You're lazy. Rest. You'll have plenty of time for that after they grow up. Getting pregnant again. Are you crazy? How many more kids do you want? <laughs> Quitting work. How will you support your child? Work. Who will take care of the child? Leave them at the nursery. Don't let others raise them. Being a housewife. Poor husband works too hard and his wife stays at home. <laughs> Being single. Nobody wants a woman with kids. Going out for fun. Why are you leaving your kids with grandma to have fun? Mm -hmm. So I just felt that post was just so poetic, so deep, and really kind of a lot of different undertones in that message. And kind of mm -hmm. just, just speak to that first. Obviously, um, we know you are a mother. Um, mm -hmm. just, just speak to why you posted it. What, what about that made you feel away? Like, what were you trying to say? So, well, first off, with the post, I'm going to be honest. Um, yes, it says society asks us questions. But as a single mother, I think me um, raising my son, I asked myself a lot of those questions or made those statements to myself a lot, being that sometimes I criticize myself so much. Um, I know a lot of times I'm like, oh, I don't want to put my son off on my on my family being a burden. But then it's like, you know, my family had told me, oh, go have fun, still live your life. Uh, I remember when I was pregnant with Jaden and I told my mom, I said, I, there's not going to be a man that wants to be with me. <laughs> And, I, and my mom was like, well, you know, if, there, if there's a man out there that loves you enough, he's not going to look at your son any differently. So I just had to post that, too, because it's just like, at the end of the day, being a single mother, I'm still a woman and a female first, even though I have this additional person that I am raising. And then my son's father, he's he's not very active. But as a single mom, a lot of times society will question so many decisions that you make. And it's like, OK, but are you going to help me take care of this child? And of course, most of the time it's going to be no. So don't question the decisions that I make for him or for myself, because at the end of the day, I'm still a person just like you. That's amazing. So before we can kind of get to, you know, where you are now as a mother, mm -hmm. I kind of want to just take a few steps back and just let you kind of just tell us, like, you know, about your upbringing. Where do you come from? Where are you raised from? What was your family like life as a child? Just so that we can kind of understand the mind of Glory Gaither. Okay. So I was born in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I was raised there for part of my life. We left when I was about nine. My mom was a single mother while I was um, being raised. Uh, my father, he wasn't very active. Um, but as I got older, um, you know, my mom, she basically instilled in me, you can still be a successful person while having children and being a single mom. Um, my mom did eventually remarry when I was about three or four. Um, then she ended up having my sister a few years later. Um, my parents, they did divorce. And this was in the middle of my grandmother passing from breast cancer. Mm. Um, you know, and that was really tough on the family because it was like, wow, like my grandmother was a strong one, you know, the head and the family. And it was like, oh, man, everybody look up to mama. She's so strong. Like you would never have realized that my grandmother was suffering from breast cancer. Um, oh. Yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing. But once my parents did divorce, my mom, she just packed us up and we moved to Virginia. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's just so amazing watching my mom while we were growing up. She was so strong. Like, my mom was a single mother since my grandmother passed. And when we moved here, it was just me, her, and my younger sister. Just 
doing what we had to do. I mean, it's been times where, <laughs> you know, cable got cut off, but we were still happy. You know, sometimes we had to live with people, but we were still happy. And I think that's part of the reason or most of the reason why I am successful today because my mom never complained. She was always happy and always still giving us what we needed and what we wanted. So that's just a little background. <laughs> okay. Okay. So strong black women in the family lost, For sure. um, kind of broken family, seeing your mother go through a divorce. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's got to affect you growing up. And then you said you have a, a sister. So what's the, what's the age gap between you and your sister? Uh, me and my sister are five and a half years apart. So that's so. that's a pretty, you know, because I come from a family. I'm the youngest of uh -huh. four, and there's nine years between me and my oldest brother. So I can I can kind of attest that, you know, that age gap can be a right. little interesting. Because as you're, like, if you think about it, if you're like, you know, when you turn 18 or 19, and she's still, mm -hmm. you know, a preteen, still going to right. things, there's a there, the, that there's the element to that as well too. So um, that can contribute to you know your upbringing. So then, kind of flash forward to um, you get pregnant. So I I assume, and correct me wrong, I assume you didn't wake up one day and say, "Hey, I'm gonna have a <laughs> child," right? I, I would assume oh, no. he was a surprise, right? He wasn't necessarily <laughs> planned, right? No, 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 okay. no, not at all. Mm -mm. So, so tell us. So you're how old when you find out you're pregnant? Uh, so hmm. Let me see. I was 19 because I had him two weeks after my 20th birthday. Okay. So I was 19. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you're and so you're and that's right. That's the side point. You're an August baby like me, right? I am. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and that would make him an August baby too, right? He's actually September. Oh, so okay. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool, yep. cool. Awesome. August. So so 19 and this kind of just. He wasn't planned. What goes What no. goes through your mind at nineteen? You find out you're pregnant. Oh, N then what? Like what? What? What is that like? So, okay. So just to give a little background of how I found out he, I was, mm -hmm. uh, he was, you know, here. I was. Oh man, it was crazy. So just to give a little background. So everybody who knows me growing up know that I've worked so many jobs. I mean, just yeah, when I say. <laughs> So many jobs. When I was pregnant, I worked at Chick-fil-A. Um, mm -hmm. I worked at the city of Virginia Beach. Mm -hmm. um, and I was also a student at TCC. Wow. So, yeah. So, sometimes I would work both, work both jobs and go to school all in one day. So, it was crazy. And, you know, I found out I was pregnant with him after a shift at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> My manager had gave me some money to go to um to go to Walmart to get a, a test and I was like man I don't want to take this test but I knew I already knew I already knew because I just had that feeling um and of course it came out that I was pregnant and I called his dad I was like I can't have this baby I was scared I don't know what to do you know he was like it's gonna be okay we're gonna figure this out and I was like what do you mean we're gonna figure this out like tell me what I need to do so I'm heading home and you know my mom is very, very active in me and Daly's life. So she knows, you know, our body. She knows her children, basically. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she was like, hey, you know, did your, your monthly friend come? And I was like, no. <laughs> and so that's when she was like, okay, I'll be right back. And I was like, oh, man. Your yeah, mother knows. A mother knows. Right? <laughs> a mother knew. Okay. Oh, yeah. So basically, fast forward, she knew. We found out the same day. 
And I went upstairs and I told my sister, I said, daily, I'm pregnant. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And I just remember just crying. I said, I can't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I I just remember just crying. I called his dad. I was like, my mom knows, like, you know, we got to do this. You have to do it. So. Did you, if I could ask, did you ever think about, was there ever an option for you? to not have your son or to, to adoption or not to read? Like, was it always in your mind that no matter what, no matter how hard this is going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to raise my child. Or did you consider what it would be like if, 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 if you gave your son up? I did. Um, okay. I will be honest and say I did Um, before my mom found out and see my mom found out that same night. So I, I think, I think the fear and the panic caused me to say, I cannot have this child. I, I can't. I'm not married. You know, he's not a he's not a witness of my. You know, the same brother in my faith. Mm-hmm. I can't have this child, and and I just really feel like that was Jehovah basically saying, no, that's not an option for you. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I'll just say, you know what, my mom knows now. We're gonna do this. It's a challenge. It's gonna. It's it's a. It's a change, but it's something that I have to accept. Wow. Yeah. So then let's talk about, you know, you obviously go through your pregnancy, you have your child. Talk me through what were some of the mm-hmm. main challenges throughout the first, because your your son is now whole, like going on seven. He's six going on seven, correct? <laughs> right. Correct. All right. So, so, so he's, you know, he's a, he's a big boy now, right? I mean, six years old is what kindergarten age, right? So. So, mm-hmm. but talk about those toddler years. Like, talk about oh. <laughs> being a twenty. I mean, you're you're you you have a child before you can even legally go out and drink alcohol, and you exactly. have a little baby. Like, what is what is that like when you want to go out and have fun, but you have to be responsible and be a, and be a mother? You know, it's so funny, Justin, because I tell people this all the time. After I had Jaden, I don't even remember what my life was like before I had him. I I remember, you know, having, I remember having friends that I thought were really my friends. Um, that turned out not to be true friends, of course. Um, you know, as a, when he was a toddler, it was easy because I had, I had family that was here. My grandfather, he did move here uh, right after I had Jaden and he actually helped me. I didn't put Jaden into daycare until he was about a year, um, so wanted to go out, it was it was tough, but then at the same time, me and Jaden were so close. I didn't I was like, you know what? Jaden can go with me. It's cool. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Um, or I'll call him my, my cousin or my auntie and say, Hey, you mind watching Jay for me? You know, just for a couple hours. And they were just so excited to have this little person around. We hadn't had someone small around in years. So they were like, Yeah, bring him over. He's fun. He was such an easy baby. Like he didn't cry unless he was hungry or wet. So, you know, it just was like, Okay, you know, it's always it's always easy when you have a, a kid that's not you know, super needy, even though kids, they do need your attention. So it was fun. Okay. And so then as far as his father, how involved has his father been in his life or to assist you in raising you guys as child? You know, <laughs> be honest, speak up. I will. 
Oh, yeah, most definitely. And, you know, and I, I'm going to say this, but I'm going to just be completely honest. I have no hard feelings towards Jaden's father. I have no hard feelings towards his family. Nothing whatsoever. Do I wish he was more involved? Most definitely. I feel like children, not even boys, but children need their father. You know, and it's like he has other children, but unfortunately he's not a, he's not involved with um and I told him, you know, I said I I don't want to I don't want to have to tell Jaden, "Oh, your dad's just playing peekaboo." Like he he just wants to be here when he wants to be here because that is what he's doing. He he pops up when he wants to pop up and it's not okay. And one day Jaden we were I I drive for DoorDash. So one day me and Jaden were out doing orders and he said, "Mommy, I miss my dad. And I had to stop the car and pull over. And I said, you know, we're about to have this talk. And I said, Jaden, I know you miss your dad. I said, I wish your dad was in your life as well. I said, and, you know, you had nothing to do with him not wanting to be around. That's all his, his, you know, his life, his personal issues that he has going on as to why you don't want to be involved with your children. I said, so don't you ever make anybody feel like you know, you're the issue. He doesn't want to be around, that's on him. If he ever wants to come around and be involved, then that's your decision if you want to deal with him wanting to be involved now. But right now, you have so many people who love you that you can't worry about one person who's not who's not interested in you at the moment. I mean, that's, that's powerful, Glory, to, to kind of instill that within your son because, you know, young boys... You know, mm-hmm. speaking as a man now, but I was once a young boy is and I, I, I view things differently. I was raised with both my parents. so I can't relate to that, but I can relate to understanding this, imagining what my life would have been like without my father. Right. Because I don't always agree with my father. We don't always see eye to eye. I was the youngest. so I was kind of the one that everything <laughs> else was kind of tested out. I was kind of just the last one to go. But I, I could never imagine growing up without having that father figure. And I know that makes it difficult. Whereas mm-hmm. many young men are able to be successful and live a successful life, whether the dad was not in their life involved or really involved. I just, for me, knowing how much I've learned and how much I've matured and the man I've become, it's because of my father. And so you right. being a single, strong um, a mother raising your son to, hey, you know, it's not you. It's, it's his mm-hmm. problem. It's not your problem. Right. Don't ever blame yourself that he's not around. It's It's him, you know? And I think that's a really you know, powerful message to, to set with um, your son. And so um, with, you know, with that, you did mention that his father does have other children. Does, has he ever been able to meet his other siblings or do you hope one day that he'll better have a relationship with some of his siblings? Um, So he has an older brother. Um, okay. His older brother actually lives in Ohio because um, his father and his first child's mother, they actually moved to Ohio for about a year and a half and then they moved back. Okay. But, there was a situation where the um the first their first son had to stay there, mm-hmm. um, and then Harmony, this is my love book. I love her. Um, Harmony, that's his that's his last baby. Um, she actually lives in Georgia, okay. and she and Jaden know each other. I've I've actually had Harmony over several times. Jaden's uh gone to Harmony's house, and we've actually gone on a road trip um to Georgia. I was dating the young man in Georgia, and we actually drove. Um, Dominique said, "You know what? Let's go visit your boyfriend at that time." And I said, "Are you serious?" She was like, "Yeah, I got an aunt down there. I'm going to get Harmony." 
I was like, okay, well, let's do it. And so Jane and Hermie have a great relationship. They don't get to see each other often, but I think they're going to see each other this summer for sure. That's that's awesome. I think siblings are very important. Kind of from my own background, I have siblings that came mm-hmm. from a previous relationship as well. And um, you know, mm-hmm. while we did grow up together, um, you know, it, that that those relationships were very important to me as I kind of got older. Oh yeah, definitely. Well. And, and so having that connection, even from afar, will definitely be good. And you actually kind of nicely segued into kind of the next big part of <laughs> your story, right? So when I first met you. I didn't know you too well, but I knew that you were, um, because, you know, you were close to my family. I knew that, you know, uh, my, my dad, my family kept, you know, raving about uh, this young sister who's about to get <laughs> married. And so let's talk about that. You had a boyfriend. Okay. You had a fiance. <laughs> you, uh-huh. you, you had a ring on your finger. You're engaged <laughs> to get married. So before we get to how that relationship, like, you know, where it went. Let's talk about how'd you meet this 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 young man? What what attracted you to each other? What was that connection? Um, okay. What was that like from the beginning? Um, so I know this is not traditional, but mm-hmm. I did meet <laughs> I did meet him on Instagram. It uh, we had, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we met on Instagram. Um, we actually met in two. I want to. Oh man, it was it was a long time ago before we even dated. I want to say it was about two thousand fifteen. 2016 so yeah on Instagram I don't even I don't even know how I think I think he slid in my DMs or I slid in his I don't know I don't remember yes but yes that's how I met um that's how I met him on Instagram and so like you met him on Instagram so what like about him obviously you didn't know him in person yet but just kind of mm-hmm. what about him you know attracted you other than obviously you have to be we know physical attraction is important mm-hmm. but just like was there something in his personality because obviously like i know y- you having a son that mm-hmm. has to you know in your concerns you mentioned earlier in the conversation you shared with your mother at one point hey i don't know there'll ever be a man that wants to date right. me so what do you think attracted you to him what 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 about him or what about you maybe attracted him to you knowing that he was dating someone seriously that mm-hmm. had also that that child factor yeah so every time I would talk to him we always had you know great conversation it was either you know a deep conversation a spiritual conversation we always had good conversation and what I really appreciated about him and still to this day he always complimented me he always made me feel good about myself you know like oh you're doing great you're doing awesome you know you're such a great mom and then when he actually met my son, he was just so good with them. It just was like they knew each other. He would always talk to Jaden, make sure he was good. He would say, Hi, hey, how's Jaden Day going to school? Um, you know, it, it just was like natural. He fit in with my family so well, even to the point where it was just like my family just fell in love with them. Um, and I just, I love that because there's not many people out here that, that are, that are attracted to children. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just, he just took them under his wing and was just like, you know, I was raised in a single parent home because he was, and he said, you know, Jaden, Jaden doesn't have to go through that. Like we can do this together. I'm going to always be there to lead him. And I just was like, wow, like that really attracted me because, you know, some, I've known some men who, <laughs> 
forgive me, but they've been like, oh, how's the boy? And I'm like, my son has a name. Thank you very much. (laughs) You know, that's rude. Like, don't call my son the boy. Oh, you went to pick (laughs) up the boy? Like, what? Mm. Excuse me, but you know, I didn't. I never got that vibe from him. I always got like, "Oh, you know, I love Jaden. That's my son." And I was like, "All right, <laughs> all right, you got it. You got extra points with me." So, that's yeah, that's yeah, and, definitely. And so with that, right? Was kind of your mentality? Was this your? Let me ask you: Was this your first like maybe serious relationship that you have had since you had had a, your child? Or it was relationship. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. so yep. with that, like what, what, what in your mind, like before you, obviously he met you on social media. So you have, I'm sure you have pictures at this point mm-hmm. on your page of your son. So you're not, not, not necessarily hiding the fact that you have a child, but like, right. what, at what point do you decide, Hey, like, I want to introduce you to my, like, cause you know how some women who date, mm-hmm. you know, women who date with children don't feel comfortable introducing the child until a certain point. Right. So this is because a lot of times, let's say it doesn't work out. You don't want you know, the child to get attached too quickly. Exactly. Um, and then find out that the relationship doesn't work out and or, um, you know, you know, it, it kind of plays both ways. You're just making sure that you're comfortable before you bring a man into you mm-hmm. know, that situation. So what kind of played into that? Like what what you said you were comfortable because of how he, you know, would treat your yes. son. But when did you know that it was going to be OK? Like you were ready for your significant other to meet your child? Um, I knew I knew I was ready for him to meet him when he started to say, hey, where's Jaden? Can I talk to Jaden? How's he doing? How's your family doing? How's your mom? Um, My granddad had just had a stroke right before me and him had started dating. And he was like, how's your granddad? Do you need anything? And I just felt, you know, that he was taking an interest not in just Jay, but as well as in my family. And that was really important to me because I'm very close to my family. Um, So... I was like, okay, you know, I think it's time for him and Jaden to meet. And they had talked on the phone a few times, but when they actually met each other, it was just like they were just great friends. Mm -hmm. So I definitely prayed about it a lot um, because I was nervous, you know. Um, And then after a while, he was like, you know, I want to meet Jaden. And I was like, okay, well, let's do it then. So he flew down. He actually flew down for like two nights and he met Jay and that was that. That's awesome. So then how long did y'all date before he popped the big question? Hmm. We dated for we dated for 15 months. Okay. So about a year mm-hmm. and three months. Okay, not too, that's yep. not too bad, you know, getting to know each other on a deeper level. And so now he proposes, mm-hmm. you say yes. <laughs> you guys plan a wedding and you actually had set a date, right? You had, you had a mm-hmm. wedding planned, right? So walk me through, you know, and you can share as little or as much as you'd like to share, but just, okay. we, we, we know that obviously we're speaking as friends. So we know that, mm-hmm. you know, the relationship ended up not working out. You were no longer engaged. You were no longer with this person. So talk me through that process because I, I know from my recollection, I don't know all the, but I, I remember that it was close. Like when the relationship mm-hmm. ended, it was it was close to when the wedding was supposed to be. So, like, talk me through when did you know things weren't going to work out, and how do you process making a decision being that close to a wedding? Mm-hmm. Talk just talk talk about anything regarding that. So it was two months before the wedding, and um, 
I, at the time, I was working at Amazon, um, and I was driving for Amazon, and I said, you know, we had just, we were about to go to the International Convention in, in um, Atlanta in May, and I said, hey, babe, why don't you go and apply for Amazon? Um, you know, they were making a decent money, and then we were going to have two checks coming in, we would get a place, you know, we weren't trying to stay close to my mom, because it was just like, you know, Chesapeake's super expensive, so we are like, you know what, let's look out in Norfolk. Um, well, he got the job at Amazon, and we went to the International. He drove home the day after the International. He actually flew me back home. And I said, oh, man, it's about to be so awesome. We're going to work together. We're about to get married. Like, this is working out perfectly. But you know what? I think the excitement took over, and I ignored the red flags because before he was working for Amazon, <laughs> he had lost so many jobs. I want to say at least four or five jobs while we were dating. And I, I, I knew the pattern, but I wasn't paying attention to it. I, w- I wasn't paying attention. Like, I was like, okay, you're, you're losing your jobs. Like, why are you getting fired from every single job? And then start, things started really, like, opening up. Like, my eyes started opening up. Like, I was like, okay, something's not right. So we went to, I went to work one day. We were on a different shift. And, um... <laughs> One of my coworkers was like, hey, did you hear about the guy that got fired yesterday? And I was a team lead, so I was like, no. Like, what are you talking about? And they were like, yeah, this short guy, he got fired yesterday. He hit somebody's truck. And I was like, what? And instantly I knew him because he was he was short. Like, <laughs> you know, he was short. And I called him and I said, hey, what happened at work? He was like, oh, oh, I got fired. And I was like, Why? we're about to get married. Like what is going on what, how did you get fired and anyways things started going downhill um we tried to get a place there were some factors that took place into to us getting an apartment that he wasn't completely honest with me about um basically like with the credit situation um he wasn't honest with me and I found out through the apartment complex that you know, he never had had any type of credit or anything. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So now I'm like, okay, you don't have a job. We don't have a place to stay. I'm not staying with my mother. <laughs> right. And so, you know, I was like, okay, something just doesn't feel right. Like, I'm just like, it just doesn't feel right. So one day, this is when I knew, you know, I was like, okay, I don't think I can do this. We went out in service, and I was like, you know, I feel like you lied to me. And all of a sudden, he just changed up on me and my family. Like, he would stop talking to us. He wasn't dealing with me. And I'm like, what happened? What is going on? So, June comes around, and my whole family comes down for one of my cousin's graduations. And he was, he just didn't want to be around anybody. And I'm like, okay. You know, my family is very important to me, and you're not wanting to deal with them. I don't. I don't understand what's going on. So I just was like, you know, I'm going to pray about it, but I just don't think I'm going to be able to do this. Like, we're about to get married in August. It's June. We don't have a place. We don't have, you know, you don't have a job. I can't take my child and put him into a situation that he didn't ask to be in, and I don't have to be in it. So I said, I don't think it's going to work out. And... <laughs> Here we are today. 
I mean, that, I mean, the bravery with that, I mean, because you're a couple of months from a wedding side soon. I mean, there was a lot of things maybe haven't, you, oh, said you, yeah. you guys hadn't got the place yet, but I assume there was things like, I would mm-hmm. assume two months before your wedding, you probably already had a wedding dress, right? I would assume oh. <laughs> that's usually like the first thing that women get. Like when I got engaged, yes. I mean, my wife, I mean, she was pretty much already had her dress picked out before I even dropped the mm-hmm. question. And then I dropped the question <laughs> after like the next, I think the same day I proposed, she was at, she was at, uh, David's bridal picking out the dress. I'm exaggerating, but you get the plot. And the women, oh, are, yeah, y'all got, y'all got to get the dress. And so, <laughs> and I know you had people in the wedding. So, like, mm-hmm. I just want to say, you know, to commend you on the bravery that it takes to have to, you know, if you realize Thank that this you. isn't just good for you, you know, mm-hmm. I always talk about protecting your peace and understanding that if a situation or circumstances mm-hmm. really just isn't good for your mental, you have to take a step back because had mm-hmm. you gotten married and put yourself and your son in that situation and you already saw those red signs and just kind of just mm-hmm. followed the heart, you it, you could be very unhappy right now and be even worse off. So the fact that, right. you know, you were able to really make that decision, um, it, it's really good. So I know you, 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 but you mentioned that what attracted you to him was the fact that, you know, he was so good with your son. So what was that like, you know, telling, obviously this is a couple of years ago, so he's a little bit younger, Helping him, helping Jada understand that, you know, you were no longer going to be with this person romantically. But mm-hmm. obviously at this point, he's probably already built up a liking and an attachment to him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what, what is what what kind of what's that conversation like? Um, He was younger, so it mm-hmm. was it was a lot, it was it was easy um, to basically say to him. I don't know if he fully understood, mm-hmm. but, you know, like I said, the young man, he started to pull away from us anyways. Mm hmm. Um, and, and when they say children, no, oh, children, no. I mean, you know, he started basically pulling away and I was still trying to like, oh, come over, hang with us. You know, my cousins are here, you know, come and hang, let's chill. And, um, he, he wouldn't come over, he wouldn't hang. Um, and so I was just like, I'm just going to have to tell Jaden. And so I was like, you know, Jaden. Mommy is not with Amos anymore. We're still good friends, but we're no longer together. And he was like, okay, Mommy. Um, And, you know, he kind of went with the flow. I will say, though, Justin, you know, a lot of young women our age, they mm-hmm. are ready to get I mean, that's mm-hmm. natural. But what I will say, and not to deflect too much from the, the question, mm-hmm. you know, don't avoid the red flags. Definitely, if if you tell this man you like flowers, and he never buys you a bouquet of flowers, <laughs> I just feel like that's you know even if it's a three dollar bouquet from Walmart or from Food Lion, it's just about that person actually taking an interest in you and what you like. If you know, mm-hmm. that's powerful. If, that's powerful advice for for young women. Yeah, a lot of Definitely. people feel pressure just to jump into relationships. There's a mm-hmm. lot of people who are dating extremely young. And again, there's no right or wrong. Everyone to each their own for what they decide. Mm-hmm. But just making sure that if you are dating, I don't care if you're 20 or 25 or 30 or 35, like if you see red flags, if you see things that may not be yeah. negotiable, you have to be able to walk because everyone's not able to walk away. Some people decide to go ahead and, and jump into that relationship and say, I do yeah. and not understand the commitment that's really involved in that. And, mm-hmm. and then they put themselves in a situation that they can't get out of. So just again, 
nothing but kudos to you for kind of being able to transition out of that situation. And I mean, you mentioned that you were at, at that point in time, you were at your mom's house, you were living with your mom. So at now we both know that you know that you have been on your own for quite some time now. So talk about yes. talk about that transition, um, you know, changing careers, just kind of finding yourself and and being mm-hmm. at a, you know, that, that big moment of being able to move out on your own. Yes. Oh my goodness. I was so excited. Um, I had been wanting to move and have my own space for a while. Um, but I just was so excited and it has come with challenges. I'm not going to say it's been all easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it has come with temptation <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure. But I, I just love having my own space. I still love my mother, of course. I'm over her house all the time. But even when I switched gears in my career, it was such a blessing because now I can actually, like, do for myself, my son, and my mom. Like, if she needs anything, I'm like, yeah, here you go. I can help you out. Um but it, I love it. I love <laughs> being on my own. Mm-hmm. Jaden has his own space. Nobody's telling him, stop running, stop yelling, you know. But we love it. It's- yeah, I mean, when I moved out, I think I was 21, uh-huh. uh, about to turn 22. And it just was like, it just was a really good coming of age moment for myself. Like, I had lived it with my parents all my life. And yes. it, was, it enabled me to, as mature as I thought I already was, like, I really grew up mm-hmm. and was able to really appreciate things. Like, when you have to cut that rent check every month and you have to put groceries in there and me I was just doing I was just on my own but you obviously caring for your child different element Mm -hmm. even you know someone relying on you but it just it I I remember the first time like I went out to the club I went out partying (laughs) my thing weren't responsible and I was short on rent and I had to learn the hard way and so so those lessons prepare me to where I am today is a you know you know being a business owner being you know being a homeowner stuff like that too so that that's incredible and so I think the kind of the way that I would want is so many different elements to your story. And obviously we can't dive too deep into every single thing, but yeah. I kind of would want to see like, where, wh- what, where's your headspace now? What are some things you've alluded to, you know, some, some of your own quote unquote demons or just different things in your mind that you deal with, you know, this is the mental wealth podcast where we open up and we're vulnerable about all things. Um, right. mental health. So what are some of the things that you deal with now and how do you cope and get through, um, you know, some of your circumstances? Um, so I do, I do suffer from anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I I've accepted it and embraced it because it's you know it's a mental illness. Mm-hmm. So I do um I do have a psychiatrist. I do talk to her. Um, I also have a PCP who provides me with medication just to you know balance out the the chemicals in the brain. Um, but you know, besides just self, or I'm sorry, besides medicating, if, if that's not helping, cause sometimes, you know, it, it, you know, you take your pills every day, but it's like, okay, I'm still feeling a little down. I decide I've jumped into, um, finding hobbies, building friendships, um, reading my Bible, reading books, talking to people. I used to hold things in, but now I'm just like, I need to talk to you. <laughs> Yeah. I need to express myself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's a lot of things that I do now. But, you know, we all deal with it. And I'm fighting for myself and Jaden. I mean, yeah, thank you for opening up about that. I mean, you know, yeah, I talked about in my first episode that, you know, it's okay not to be okay that so many of us are battling our own demons and mm-hmm. finding our different ways to, to cope. And um, I even posted something today on my Instagram that I was having a horrible day. I had a horrible start to my day and just talking about how, people like us are forced to try to, no matter how we're feeling, like we still got to go 
and put mm-hmm. that time. We got to go work. We got you have to go be a mother. You have to, you know, yep. I have to go be a husband, and we have to compartmentalize some type of way. But there's nothing wrong with getting help from a a professional such as a psychiatrist in your case yep. or taking medication. Just saying, hey, I deal with these things. It's an illness. Just like if I had a physical ailment, I would take medication or go see a doctor mm-hmm. for. And that's really what, where this podcast came from because y- your mind is just as important, if not as important, if if not more important than physical ailments. Yes. Because if your mind is not healthy and you having these crazy thoughts, then you may mm-hmm. just not end up being here one day. And so yeah. um, it's important that we take care of it. And so kind of just wrapping up, you know, in your space now, as you, as you deal and you continue to raise your son, are you looking for love again? Are you, uh, obviously, <laughs> I, you know, I know you don't want to be single forever. So what, what is your, you know, what is your hopes for, for your future? You're about to turn 27 years old um, in, in August. So what do you, where do you, where do you see yourself? Um, the <laughs> <laughs> so tough questions we going there. Huh? <laughs> so I am currently, what's the word? Talking to talking. someone. Talking, right? That's the talking phase. Talking, talking phase. Okay. Yeah, we talking. You know, no, we're, we're, I am um talking to someone I've known for for about ten, twelve years now. Um, okay. you know, building a relationship, building a friendship, of course, mm-hmm. and. You know, it'll be public to more than close friends soon. <laughs> okay, hey, 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 listen, hey, see, I ain't seen, look, I ain't gonna ask <laughs> who, when, where, hey, but it's good that you're, that you're finding yourself, that you're finding somebody um, that you can relate mm-hmm. to, and that, that important that you said you go back at least a decade plus, so this is someone you have history with mm-hmm. that knows you, knows your situation, and probably knows you both before your child mm-hmm. and after, and so that's, that's great in that, you know, don't feel the rush for any type of validation from anybody because it, what's most important, right. you know, when you decide to go public with it, that's your prerogative, you know, when things go Instagram or Facebook official, you know, mm-hmm. but I feel like in society, sometimes people put so much pressure on that. I remember, mm-hmm. you know, when Facebook first came out, people's, their status would change like yes. two hours. I'm single. <laughs> it's complicated. I'm taken. I'm divorced. Yep. I'm married. I'm divorced again. Like, don't feel the, you know, I was always the guy, like, I never wanted to update my status, you know, right. I don't want. I, I just, you know, it's like getting a tattoo of someone's name. On you. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never do that. But at the end of the day, you know, speak your truth and, and take your time with that situation to make sure that okay. it's right. And also, too, just kind of, you know, learn what you what you learned from your previous situation. And now you're exactly. in a better position because, you know, hey, here's what I don't want. And mm-hmm. here's what I'm looking for going forward. And so with that and your experience and now you're older than you were then. So you're wiser. You have more experience and you're you're probably in a better space mentally than you right. were in anyway. So that's all plus. And it just means that, you know, of course, with the right support system in your corner um, and with prayer, of course, that, you know, things are going to work out for you. So, yes, thank you. so wishing you the nothing but the best. And so finally, you've mentioned um, not too long ago on social media, mm-hmm. you're starting a podcast. What made you want to start a podcast? What's your podcast going to be about? Where can we find your podcast? Where can we find you at? So, um, my podcast is called Mommy's Tea, because <laughs> it's tea from my mom, but I know it's corny, but no, um, I, your podcast motivated me, because I just feel like, you know, talking about certain things, and it is mainly about mental mental health as a mother, but just mental health is something that we need to talk about, and, you know, as young people, because a lot of times we don't talk about what's wrong, Um. So just wanted to get out there and just basically say it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to get help. Um, right now, I've 
I have it currently on Anchor, um, but I'm working on getting it um getting onto Apple as well as Spotify. I believe it's on Spotify as well. Um, so yeah, and I have it. I haven't recorded a second episode just yet. Um, okay. I want to do this one with you first, but then yeah, I'm gonna start recording. More than likely, get something out there once. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So, um. We're going to look forward to getting your podcast out there. I'm going to make sure that in the description, the link is there. What did you say the name of the podcast was again? It's called Mommy's Tea. <laughs> Mommy's Tea. Hey, yes. I, I like that title. And I, I did hear <laughs> your first little tidbit, kind of just an introductory pod. And I really like that. And so I'm looking forward to, you know, you being able to go deeper into your story um, mm -hmm. and, and share different levels of, of where you are and what you're going through. And I think you have a really, really interesting perspective to go into. And so, um, also, how can we how can we find you on Instagram? What's your Instagram tag? Um, my Instagram tag is let me just la, 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 hey Justin. I got, you, I, I got you back. Yeah. All right. I think I lost you towards the end. You were looking for um, it kind of went silent. I think it maybe it kicked you out. But um, you were telling us your how we how we can find you. you told us the name of the podcast is uh, Mommy's Tea on Spotify. Mm -hmm. You are trying to get it on Apple as well. So more to come on that. And we can yeah. follow you on Instagram. Where? Yes. Um, so my Instagram, I got a lot of underscores. So it's six underscores in the beginning. Okay. And then it's the word glorious. G-L-O-R-I-O-U-S. And then it's going to be six more underscores. <laughs> hey. We'll, we'll we'll find you. I'll, I'll copy and paste it and make sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that we can find you. But um, any any last words? Any last uh, piece of advice or anything you would want to tell? This is the Mental um, Wealth Podcast, and of course, we're celebrating in the month of May, uh, Mental yes. Health Awareness Month. So, anything that you would just like to say to anybody listening um, to your story now, and anything you'd like to say before we let you go? Um, you know. If you feel like you're going through something and you are, if you're comfortable with enough with expressing yourself and talking about it with anyone, talk about it with somebody that you trust for sure. Um, because it's a struggle, but it's not impossible to deal with. Um, so that's all I can say. It's Mental Health Awareness Month, y'all. We, we got this. <laughs> That's awesome. And I think that many people listening, this is a great episode for not just people who are who are single mothers. If you are any type of mother and you're in a relationship now or with mm -hmm. the man, you know, the, the children, the, the father of your children, rather, um, they can still relate to some of the stories you've been through. And I think even us as men, we can learn a lot from mm -hmm. you, even though we never have to experience, you know, bearing a child and, and going through that. It's just seeing your resilience, seeing your story, seeing your bravery to admit what you're going through and how you feel is mm -hmm. inspiration to many others who are dealing with similar things, even if they're opposite gender. So that's mm -hmm. why I really, I wanted to have you uh, on the show as my first inaugural guest, and hopefully we'll be able to collaborate again in the future and talk yes, more. And, for sure. and uh, just thank you so much for sharing. Yes. Thank you for having me. All right, Glory. Well, this is Justin. I'm Justin Little or DJ Jazzy J, and this is the Mental Wealth Podcast. Take care, everybody. Thank you again so much, Glory, for sharing your story of humility, bravery, openness, transparency. Um, you know, one thing that I took away from her story uh, is that 
everyone's going through something. You know, throughout me speaking with her, I wanted to understand her mindset. What was she thinking, right? Because there's a lot of judgment put on single black women, single women, single mothers. And I just felt like this was an opportunity to really open that up and, and destigmatize those thoughts. And under, for us to understand the power of the words that we may say to people in a vulnerable position. And this is Mental Health Awareness Month. It's ironic that Mother's Day is Sunday, but don't, don't wait until Sunday to show love to a young mother. Show them appreciation daily. Let them know, you know how well they're doing, that you see how, how hard they're struggling to make it through. Don't assume because on the surface they look like they have it all together that they do. Because as Glory um, mentioned, it's hard each day. But that motivation for her to be her best self is that beautiful baby boy. And I believe that all of us, whether you're a mother, a single mother, or if you're a mother who's in a happy relationship, whether you're a man even. I think there's so much to learn, particularly from us men, how we need to treat our women better. We need to show more love and appreciation and understand um, what they're going through and what they're feeling. And hopefully our women who are not mothers can, although may not be able to relate to the specific story, understanding that to come together as a community and support their fellow women. Show love, consideration, grace. And it's okay to be open about what you're going through. It's okay to go get help, to face it. There's light around the corner, I promise you. We can get through this together. So Glory, thank you so much for your story. We look forward to following you on Mommy's Tea Podcast on Spotify, available right now. Uh, the information will be in the episode notes and we'll follow you on Instagram with all those underscores. Uh, but thank you guys. Thank you so much and wishing you nothing but love and success uh, to both you and your beautiful baby boy. As always, I promise I end every podcast with a self-reflection, a, just a, a, a quote, something just to, just to get us going, to get us thinking, right? I talk about investing right investing this is called the mental wealth podcast so your mind is an investment so get this your mind will always believe everything you tell it feed it hope feed it truth feed it with love remind yourselves in fact i challenge you today throughout this whole month just one day a month check on a friend Shoot them a text. Make sure they're okay. If they're not willing to open up, at least they know that you care. Because people will forget what you say, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. We don't want to know how much you know. We want to know how much you care. Show us that you care. Thank you guys so much for your support. Episode 4. That's a wrap for the Mental Wealth Podcast. We'll be back hopefully next week uh, for another episode and got some special things planned. Again, follow us on the in, on Instagram at the mental underscore wealth podcast. 
shoot me a DM. Let me know your stories and we can share it on the podcast, even if it's anonymous. Uh, let me know your ideas for the podcast. What do you what would you like uh, for us to discuss? What would you like to see in the future? Thank you guys so much for your support. Please be safe out there. Uh, be caring, be kind and show love. I'm DJ Jazzy J, or you can call me Justin. And this is the Mental Wealth Podcast.